0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Holistic Awakening Podcast. I am Natalia Ol, your host, breath healer and holistic life coach for the modern awakened woman. In this podcast, we explore holistic awakening related topics from feminine activation, cyclical wisdom, wellness, biohacking, alternative healing methods, to consciousness, magic, spirituality, personal development, and psychedelics. In this sacred space, you will find interviews with life leaders, juicy conversations, and live activations that will help you feel inspired and supported in your own holistic awakening journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast podcast. Today, I bring you an expansive, fun, interesting and dynamic conversation with my good friend Catherine Hasselman. I met Catherine through the London Biohackers Meetup Group when I was looking for a holistic dentist and I went to see her in London a couple of years ago and I quickly realized Catherine was a very magical creature (laughs) and we became friends. She is an amazing, well-trained, holistic dentist as well as a medicine woman, a shaman, a healer and she has so much wisdom to share. So I don't even know how to introduce this conversation. Um, When listening to this podcast, you are going to be immersed in a limitless conversation touching on very different topics um, from holistic dentistry, alternative health to magic, um, opening your healing gifts and yeah coming into your power as an individual. So I hope that you love this episode and that you resonate with what's being channeled in this episode. So enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. Hi Catherine, welcome to the Holistic Awakening podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's
1: always a a pleasure speaking with you. It's great connecting with you and it's lovely to see your generation spread their wings and fly. So thanks for
0: having me here. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I'm so excited for today's conversation because I know that we connected straight away since we met (laughs) Um, at a very spiritual level and I know that we can sit and talk about many different topics for hours. So I'm, I'm just curious to see where these conversations can take us. So why don't we begin by you introducing yourself and letting us know a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you ended up doing the work you are doing today in the world?
1: Right, so if anyone asks me, who are you? I never know what to say because the answer changes on a daily basis. Um, I've gone through phases of saying I'm a mixture of fairy and plant and a medicine woman and with that doing dentistry, but the answer is literally different every day. (laughs) It depends on how I feel. But I can talk you a little bit through what I do, what my journey has been, and then I think it'll become very clear to your listeners who I am. I might also say that before I sat down to connecting with you, I used my sage to smudge myself, I lit some candles, I put crystals around the computer. So I guess that gives people a bit of an idea who I am. Um, So I'm born in Germany, I don't feel particularly German. But uh, I went to Australia when I was 15 on a student exchange and I was so blown away by the generosity, open heartedness and flow of the society there, which is so different to the German, very organized structured way of doing everything. That at age of 15, I knew I wasn't going to die in Germany and I had to do a run as quickly as I could. Um, Being very grateful of the tools I learned in Germany structure is necessary for some things, but it's not a defining It's not a defining state of being for me. So I studied dentistry in Germany after having been a a classically trained musician. I think I came into this world knowing that telepathy is the normal way of communicating, that teleportation should be very normal but it wasn't quite working. Levitation also seems completely possible but it's not quite working. Um, So I've, I've come here with knowledge of, or like body memory of what it's like to connect to people, how life should be or could be, but it's not quite really what I see in the world. So I've started looking for answers very consciously since I was about 15, because at first I thought it's me who's wrong. So I thought I need to fix myself because I don't, I can't connect with the world I thought is natural and normal. So I've been on a very long journey of figuring out that actually I'm not, I'm actually quite normal, but a lot of the world is quite ill and toxic. And um, we are totally able of doing all the things I perceive normal and necessary for being human. So I'm I'm learning to live them as best as I can. I do have to say, I still can't levitate. <laughs> That's still a work and process. <laughs> I do to my dreams very easily, <laughs> but in real life, like the body is a bit of a burden. <laughs> yes, a
0: I totally relate with you. I have always had this feeling of why are people so not into magic? <laughs> magic <laughs> is like the normal thing for me. And I also used to feel when I was a child, like I don't fit in or maybe I'm delusional, or I live up in the clouds. And actually, as I've started my shamanic path and uh, my healer path, I've realized, oh, uh, actually, this is just another part of the world that is not so present in the West. And yeah, I'm sure that your journey is gonna also take us into that direction, right?
1: Yeah, first of all, I have to say, when you said the word magic, the light in your room changed and you suddenly have more light in the room than you had before. So the universe is responding very beautifully to our conversation. (laughs) Yeah, so I tried to understand the word through science and logic and I studied really hard and it did nothing made sense. The more I studied, the less things made sense. So I went down a very straight career and I lost the magic for a little while. And then I reconnected with the magic and then things started to make more sense again. And then I started studying everything related to healing that's not necessarily part of the straightforward dentistry line. So so I first trained to be a musician and then I realized I can't, that's not enough. I can't just be a musician. it's always been about communicating and healing. I know I've had healing hands since I was a kid, but you can't really say to people, what do you want to do for a living? Oh, I've got healing hands. I'm just going to put them on people and hear them. Like in our society, that doesn't work. You also can't say to people, oh, I'm quite sensitive and I'm an empath. So literally you need to protect me in my space so I can channel for you and tell you what we need to do. Also, it doesn't work in our society. So. It felt like the whole journey was about developing the gifts that I have, whilst not talking about them and just applying them. And then the second part of the journey was to own them and actually apply them very obviously and publicly. So I used to do, when I was treating my patients, I used to do healing and my patients would comment on it. But I, I never I never stood up for myself to say, yes, of course, this is what I'm doing. I always say, oh, yeah, well, I'm very pleased you're happy. And of course, you feel better now because the treatment is over. And it took me years in this society to say, well, this is who I am. I am a medicine woman. I am a healer. I believe in magic. I, lo- I would love to see fairies and unicorns. And of course, this is how I do my dentistry. This is how I do everything. This is how I make my medicines. This is how I do my chocolates. I find for me, life's not about what is it that I do. It's more about who am I and how do I bring that into everything I do. And this goes from cleaning my teeth to cleaning the house to making chocolates to you know having having a patient and doing a three-hour surgery. It's all the same thing because it's me doing it. Um, But yeah, that took a little while to cut through the density of this reality to get to the point of saying, actually, I can do this and you can create magic and live in a magic space, even in a scientific straight laced very conventional job. Um, So that's been quite an exciting part of the journey and fairly recent to be able to very consciously integrate that into what I do, which is completely the opposite of what I physically do. So that's quite cool.
0: Oh my gosh! What an introduction! <laughs> I feel like super inspired. I can relate to your journey. And first time when I went to see you as my dentist, I could just feel you. You know, I could just feel okay. This woman gets me. She knows me. She's looking at me um, from a holistic perspective. She's she's considering all areas of my life, not just looking at my teeth, not just looking at one thing, and this is something that I'm really passionate about because I was a pilates teacher for 10 years mm-hmm. and this is how I started my journey by helping people improve their health through physical exercise and from a very early age it just became clear to me okay this is this is not all of it right people are not going to become healthier or become whole or I cannot fully help them if I'm just focusing on their physical health. And that's actually what um, allowed me to to search for the healing path and become a coach and learn Reiki and open my own healing gifts. And then my work also completely uh, shifted. And yeah, I think one thing that happens in this society is that people like us, sensitive ones, the healers, the shamans, there's just not quite a a role for us or there is not um, a place for us in the education system. You know, we we grow up very numb, very disconnected from ourselves. And, And then I find that it's through finding ourselves again and healing ourselves and sort of remembering who we are that we come back into ourselves. Like, could you relate to that? Did you have like a did you have like a moment where you had to look inwards or like start to um, find yourself from the from the healing perspective to to then be birthed in this new way as like Catherine the shaman the medicine woman the dentist the healer the friend daughter sister whatever all, all the things you are. You
1: said one very important word to remember who you are. And it's not just the physical action of remembering, it's to remember you're becoming a member of your actual tribe. And I find that really important because it's all about finding the tribe, because then you can really you can really thrive with who you are. And in my journey, I've had lots of, there were lots of defining moments. And the other thing I find is that the longer I am on the journey, the less important they become. Because you, you, I start being more and more in the present. But my, okay, so I have no enamel on my teeth, which means my whole system is incredibly open. Everything is very sensitive. I would say I've suffered more than any of my patients in the chair myself. No, The dentist didn't know how to treat it because it was quite rare. So I went through a lot of like not being able to smile and not really being able to express myself, people looking at me saying, Oh, you are ugly and your teeth are disgusting, and I was in constant pain. So this is like the physical part of the journey. Um, parenting situation also very difficult if you parent your parents from an early age. So I've I've looked into different therapies very consciously since I was 15. So I've done a lot of body work, you know, psychotherapy. I've I've <laughs> I've seen a lot of people asking for help, and every time you see someone for help, you learn something about yourself, but you also learn techniques, which is why I did my dental degree, then I became a hypnotherapist, then I became an NAP practitioner. I don't have a homeopathy or naturopathy degree, but I know a lot about plants because I love them. And then I thought, okay, I need to somehow cover the energetic side, became a craniosacral therapist, worked a lot with plants and the Amazon, then did more surgery. So it's always been, it's like my, my I'm, I'm not on a male journey. It, it's, it's not, I don't have a straight trajectory. Like my journey seems to go spirals. I learned something more technical, physical, then I learned something more emotional, something more spiritual. Um, I think one of my very defining moments was when I first went to Peru. That's now 12 years ago. And I'd read about energy medicine and I know it works because I've given energy treatments to people before without really knowing what I was doing. But when I was in the mountains um, in, in, in the sacred valley, I could for the first time really feel what it means to be held by mother earth, what it feels to be connected with father sky. And that was that was sort of my proof in the pudding that this is real, it's not just me you know, having an imaginary experience of it, no, this is real, and I'm not the only one feeling it. So Peru was an absolute, um, yeah, Peru was a game changer, I would say, because also in those countries, people are more openly spiritual than in Europe. It's like in Europe, you would never talk about the energies in the room. I met a professor for economics in Mexico very randomly. We went to a restaurant and he said, oh, let's not sit in the corner, it's full of spirits. No one would say that in Europe and he's like a university professor and I was like oh yes we can speak it's fine but no there's no place for us at all there's no category no label and the exciting thing about that is that means we can create it means we have to learn a lot we have to learn to look after ourselves make sure we are safe we are held we're doing double the work because we we create the safe space for us to then work from that point of view. So it's quite a it's quite a challenge.
0: Yeah, I think we are in the middle of something that it's it's going to completely change the world. I think more people like us are coming. Yeah. <laughs> the healers are coming, the awakened ones, the sensitive ones, and the there is a shift in paradigm, paradigm right now. Yeah. So I also feel like I'm sharing this responsibility that you're talking about, okay, how can we learn this new way of caring for ourselves, relating to the environment, relating with nature, relating with the spiritual realm, uh, caring for our health, and how can we completely change the way we do things so that the future children are going to be supported and we're going to create a different world. And I'm very hopeful for for the world, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories about where the world is going, but I'm actually intuitively feeling really good about where we're going. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, because I want to bring this information forward. I want to bring different experts that can share their wisdom. And yeah, I can totally see you being a part of that change with what you're doing. I'm bursting to say five things at the same time. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so obviously
1: timelines are falling apart, aren't they? So it's complete, the Spanish words in 30 tumbre, I really love that word, it's complete uncertainty, no one knows. There's a very clear 3D tra- trajectory about things, where things are going. And then there's a- us lot sitting in that uncertainty going like, oh what can we create how can we use this uncertainty and it feels like if you're aware like I have that feeling of it's now or never like either I'm doing it now or it's too late so I feel enormous amounts of pressure the universe is saying you have to do it now you have to do it now like now you can't wait you have to do it now you have to step up face your fears and do it but like now or yesterday but now there's no there's no waiting and I think what's been the most important on my journey is meeting people who actually embody the wisdom. Like it's very good reading books and it's very good studying, but if you're actually around people who embody their own wisdom, that's the most fortunate thing that can happen to us. And I've noticed that with my patients at the moment, a lot of them are very chilled in this situation, but the ones who are scared, they don't want to leave the surgery. They said they haven't been around anyone who's not scared in such a long time Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: it's resetting their reference point. So for us to, it's not so much about what we say or what we physically do in the world, it's about holding the energy of being in your own truth, which means you're connected to your heart. You, You know, love's the only reality we have. Like the world can fall apart as much as it wants but your own love that you carry in your heart well for me that's my own truth and that's the only truth it's the only reality i have so as long as i hold that i'm okay and then it can it can permeate from there and then it can actually touch people and it can remind them and now we're at the remembering who they are and what it means to be human
0: yeah, yeah. wow that's really powerful and um, when you were saying um, that your patients are coming into the surgery and noticing a shift in energy because of being in your presence and you're more embodied and looking after yourself, whereas maybe they don't have the tools to stay centered within everything that's being thrown at them with like social media and news and the energy, especially in big cities like London, where you you practice. yeah, can you speak on embodiment a little bit more and maybe how the way that you are practicing your medicine within holistic dentistry and different forms of energy healing, how that's gonna be, in my opinion, super key in terms of bringing people back into their bodies and giving them their power back really. Yeah, I think for me, the whole, I'd love to, yes,
1: thank you. <laughs> So, I mean, who, who am I as a medicine woman or as a healer if I can't teach my patients to learn about themselves? Like, if you can't take responsibility for your own health, then who am I as your doctor? If I can't teach you to do that, i failed. If I just treat your symptoms, I'm a carpenter or a plumber. So my, my understanding of a, of a medicine woman, and I mean that in the broadest way, I'm not just talking plant medicine, but it's like a curandera, as a healer, is to help people remember who they are, connect to their own heart and intuition so that they can listen to themselves and understand what they need. So in regards to the mouth, I can help them understand, oh, if your gums look like this, or it's like this, or it's like that, then you can do this and that, the other. And it usually reflects an emotional process you're going through. And the moment they understand that everything that happens in their body is a reflection of how they feel, or what's going on around them or how, how they're dealing with what's going on then we have that's the that's the seed for the healing because you need to teach people how to read their body and then how to help themselves and if i can achieve that then then real healing then real medicine is happening and if i'm not in that state myself then i can't really help anyone either so my whole journey's always been about you know what? What do what do I need to be in my best state to then help people? And I had a very interesting patient, and I'm I'm allowed to speak about her recently because she really kicked my ass in a good way. So um, she's an engineer in Spain, uh, so very straight laced, very academic, very technical person who also speaks with animals and <laughs> helps to heal them and their owners. And uh, so she needed an extraction and an implant. And she, we sat down and I said, you know, it's this tooth. You're quite a straight, straight person. So I expect your bone to be a bit hard. I know you're scared. Can we do your treatment the way I would really like to work? Can we give this a go and see what happens? She was like, yeah, of course. So we did a hypnotherapy session and a joint meditation to help her relax. Then I go for cranial treatment and we tuned into what the tooth represents, what the trauma is that's related to the tooth. We released the trauma, we created imagery to make the bone really fluid and elastic during the surgery so that the extraction, which looking at the x-ray would usually be quite brutal, would be very gentle. And then when she came for the surgery, you know, she was super prepared. I know what was going on. What happened? And this was so cool. This was clearly a defining moment in my career. So, you know, I make that surgical flap and everything, prepared everything. But the moment I engaged with the tissues and the tooth and the bone, with having a patient on the chair who's a healer herself, what happened is there was this vortex opening and the bone became somewhat elastic. And the tooth just came out in one piece, despite the fact that one root was doing that and the other was doing that. So technically, it can't come out in one piece, but it did. So that was that was like I can't do that with every patient. It depends on the energy of the patient and how prepared they are. And, you know, if you have a joint field that you create in which that's possible. But I thought, oh my god! And then I placed a porcelain implant. And you know, I gave her some, some Reiki and some cranial afterwards. She took one painkiller. She was not swollen, she was not bruised, absolutely nothing. And I suddenly thought, now, now I know where I'm going. Now I understand why I've studied so many things. And I always knew there was a shamanic way of dealing with tissues whilst I was doing the treatment. And I know you can release trauma from teeth and from bones and gums whilst I work there. In a way you can do soul retrieval through teeth as well, but I've never really felt it. But now I do, like if I've got the right patient in the chair where there's a synergy, like when you've got just one person, you've got your own field and you've got your own magic. If you've got two magical women or, you know, people, it just explodes and you can create so much healing so effortless it's absolutely incredible but this is you need to be like you need to be in a place with yourself where it's about accepting that and just living it and it's like it's not something like particularly oh my god this was amazing it's like no this is what i have to do like i don't even have a choice in the (laughs) matter It's like the universe very clearly saying this is where you're going. <laughs> and I'm giving you an opportunity to practice it. And then you just practice and evolve. So, um, yeah. But if you're not embodying your wisdom, who are you as a healer? Like, if you can't actually apply your own wisdom to yourself, then you can still teach. But I feel like I when I have teachers, I need to feel the resonance of their teaching in their body. And then I can absorb it. And then I can, then it can, you know, sink in and then I can take it from there. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a meandering answer, sorry. That's
0: <laughs> absolutely fine. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that story. Um, wow, I'm, I'm speechless. What so was I. <laughs> but I feel like what's what's coming through is like these, um, like the limitations of the mind and this linear way of thinking, It's it's somehow being removed, like the veils being lifted. And what I, what I hear when I, uh, when you were sharing your story is like this opportunity and this magical way of doing things. And and even the word advanced technology is coming through, you know, like as human beings, what we've been in this planet for hundreds of thousands and millions of years. And there is there is proof that there have been advanced civilizations before us here in the in this earth but i don't believe that they were like different from us i just feel like they were humans same as us but they were fully activated in all their powers which i feel like we're not activated in our full powers right we're not we're still very in the 3d way of thinking you know believing in the material world and in what we see with our eyes not paying attention to the unseen realms and and I think the way in which I could see your career like evolving is, is to create this new advanced technology for for the dentistry industry, for like medicine, the way in which you approach healing, right? To give people back their power in their own healing journey and believing that things can be easier than what they look right if we come out of this linear way of thinking if we come out of this 3D way of looking at the world and what came through as well when you were sharing your story about that beautiful tooth just coming out (laughs) in an easeful way from the jaw um, was the thought of advanced technology and how um, we are able to actually fully activate our own technology within, which is our energy field, our superpowers, our shamanic powers, our brains, um, our ability to process information and to bring the non-physical, these ideas, these dreams that we have to actually manifest them into the physical realm. And yeah, what I hear from your story is like, wow, this is where technology is going, this is what Medicine could go to this is where um, dentistry could go to,
1: yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because that's where it's all coming from. So when I when I trained to be a yoga teacher, not that I work as a yoga teacher, but I wanted to have a good reason to go to India, spend a month in ashram and practice lots of yoga. So I did the yoga teacher training, and I started reading the Vedas. And they blew me away because they describe all the old technologies. They could fly, they had vimanas, they had like free energy, they didn't need to eat food or anything, and they were healthy. And that so fascinated me. And so, so this is this is me being the scientist and being the person. So I read that, and then I thought. I wonder, (laughs) and then I do self experiments. So at the beginning of the first lockdown, which in Spain was quite brutal, so we're not allowed to leave the house unless you had a doctor's appointment shopping or you had a dog, Um, but I had a big garden. So I started working in the garden and I literally sat naked in the soil and I started speaking with the plants and the trees. And I tried to ask them like, how do you do that? How do you convert sunlight into energy? And you can do it. It's like for months, I hardly ate. I mean, it was good weather. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything because we we're in lockdown. I was literally just gardening. But so I, I feel we are all relearning or remembering or reintegrating what we can actually do. It's just we're all very toxic. So because our environment is toxic, we are emotionally toxic because So now now we're touching on different things. So I think think our system doesn't teach children, like our educational system, to express their emotion. And that's a really big thing. Like I struggled with anger, had years of tonsillitis and pneumonia. And uh, after rounds of antibiotics, I had a treatment with a cranial osteopath. And since then, I haven't been ill. But the second thing that I did is I removed all my mercury fillings when I was 19. And that was a huge turning point of not being ill. Um, So I'm always for... Like if I'm not well, for example, say I, I I feel I have a parasite. This is just a random example. I would approach it physically, and I would take anti-parasitic. I'm saying things. I'm um, t- t- tinctures, papaya seeds, whatever. But I'd also approach it energetically, spiritually. Someone's been invading me. My boundaries weren't clear. So I, I look at all levels. I think healing healing can only come when you integrate the physical with the emotional. Uh, and the energetic and and spiritual and that's how we move forward but this is where we're actually coming from this is what it used to be so we're literally just trying to get back to what we know is an integrative system of being and therefore healing but yeah it all needs to be in it which is why the mouth is so interesting because you can see everything in there it's not just oh you've got a broken tooth let's fix it why did this tooth break what does this tooth represent to you when did it break what happened in your life when it broke and then with that you can unravel the whole story of the tooth and hear the story and then fix the tooth and then you have a good result but like the anger that's a really interesting thing because it's very found upon in our society anger and i'm i'm i've for years not given myself permission to be angry because as an educated person Anger is a downfall. And I've come to understand that for myself, that's not the case. Like if, if a if a little girl gets raped in front of my eyes and I'm not getting angry, I'm not a human being. It doesn't matter what their karma is, but for me to not respond, that's not right. And then what is anger? Anger is fiery energy. So underneath the anger you always have sadness about something not being right but you need the fire to actually change something like without the fire if you use the fire in a creative way if you if you transform the anger into conscious action it's amazing we all need anger it's just as a society we don't know what to do with it and most of us are angry and quite frankly we should be like the world's in dire straits on all levels. We should be fucking furious and yes. use that energy to recreate a new way of living. And this is, by the way, also a conversation I have with most of my patients who tell me that they really struggle with how things are and they see where things are going. And I say, great, you see where things are going. What is your vision of the world? Because we can get so stuck in, this is what's happening and I'm a victim. No, we can, we can create. Like we need to all, like all of, I'm saying us lot, who think outside the box, we need to all sit down and, and actually discuss how do we want to live? How do we want to connect with the land? How do we want to engage with other humans? How do we want to heal? How do we want to be healed? And then we need to do it. Like we can't wait for anyone else to create. There's no government's gonna create a living environment for us that is conducive to what we want. We need to do that ourselves. So we need to actually, we need to really sit down and consider what it is that we need in order to be human, to thrive, to be able to relate in an interdependent way where everyone takes responsibility, where you're accountable for your actions. And with that, we can, you know, that's where the juice is. It's like, if people actually meet on an even keel, we can really do things and we can shift stuff and we can create magic
0: and we can yes. live with <laughs> yes creation of magic oh. yeah I absolutely agree and in terms of what you were saying about emotions I absolutely agree I think we live in a society where emotions are not being given enough importance and um, well that's the whole part of my own healing journey is all about like Learning about my emotions, embracing my emotions, learning to process emotions without fear, and 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 healing myself. And that's why I love breath work, and I do breath work with myself and with my clients. And I found that um, one of the best ways for me to process emotions. But even some of the pains and aches that I was experiencing in my body uh, were just unprocessed um, anger, and I had to be in a mushroom ceremony with a friend slash client that was uh, journeying with me and I had like a hip flare up like like an incredible amount of pain and I had this story in my mind of oh well I have a little bit of scoliosis so it's normal that my hip sometimes hurts right and then she She had suffered from chronic pain for years and she actually healed herself through the TMS process of healing, which is asking yourself like certain questions and journaling on your emotions. And she looked at me and she was like, What is going on with you? Where are you going to fast in life or where have you allowed your boundaries to be crossed? Whatever. We had this whole conversation. I had five days of immense emotional release and then the pain went away and I've created this new way of relating with my emotions so that as soon as I get some physical pain I'm like okay what's going on with me what is it that I'm not processing and often I just need to scream on a pillow for like 20 minutes and just let out a lot of like stagnant emotion, emotions things that I have been holding or if I'm going through a a piece of healing for myself sometimes is pain for my ancestors that I'm voicing right so that's one thing that I wanted to to touch on um but then um, coming back to what you were saying about you know the anger being this holy fire that creates movement I think you're totally right like we need as a society to to wake up to start questioning things I think we're so programmed on how the world works and how the western society is and how to operate it's like we don't question things anymore right and for me my life now is very different to the life that my parents live my friends live you know and to be quite frankly my my life is I see it in a very alternative way right like you know people are saying you can't travel because of COVID where Here I am, I've been traveling the whole year. (laughs) I went to Peru, I'm now in Tulum. You clearly can do things differently and I'm allowing myself to live in that more expanded state of thinking. And it's it's very triggering to see how people are just agreeing to what they're being told to, to, to believe, right? So I think in order for us to create a new reality, we need to first deprogram ourselves reclaim our sovereignty and allow ourselves to dream. And one of the things that I loved uh, from a book I was reading called Happy Pocket Full of Money, um, Mm -hmm. it it was a a book uh, about um, wealth consciousness and abundance. And they were saying in the book, um, the world is images of the mind manifested into the physical world so it's so important that we are aware of what we're thinking what are we dreaming what are we believing what are we agreeing and i just don't think society um is emphasizing enough on like giving people the power to actually think about themselves and be like hey what do you want for your life what do you believe what do you want to believe what do you want to create and yeah i guess obviously that's where i think conscious creation is going to come in Society
1: doesn't want people to think what they want. That's not part of what drives society, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, but, totally. What I, what I hear two things about your story with the pain in the hip, which I've come across as well. I have patients who become my teachers at the same time. It's never a one way thing. In the old patriarchal system, you had the teacher and the student, you had the doctor and the patient. We are way gone past that and we've gone way beyond. You sit with a client in a whole ceremonial space and you go through your own healing journey and she can give you a tool that you need. This is all going way towards interconnectedness and interdependence. There's no hierarchy. We all have something to give and we all need something to learn. And the the moment we, we not get stuck in our own labels but open ourselves to receive what the universe has to offer at every given moment then things really start flowing and for you to not have the i'm saying arrogance to sit in ceremony and you're in pain and you're shutting up because you're holding the space for someone else but that you are in that space confident enough and in your power enough to say oh someone is offering me a gift of feeling here i will accept it without losing My trust and my professional integrity, or whatever, you know, people come up with weird concepts and labels. And you can take it in and you go through your journey. That's really incredible. You know, that that shows me what kind of a person you are. You're not stuck in labels. You're not arrogant. You're here to learn. You're very humble and you're very open. And, you know, you have the courage to have that vulnerability and the openness. And the other thing I hear from your journey with the pain. Is something I have as well. If you can develop compassion for yourself and your body, I think that's it. Like if we can actually still love ourselves, yes, I have a pain in the hip, I have a pain here, okay. I will just gonna sit and listen to myself. That's compassion.
0: Hmm. That's
1: where the healing starts to actually ask a question and listen to the answer. That's the key point of the healing.
0: Yeah. And that's and
1: super important.
0: Yeah. And I think with the pain, I've actually started to love my pain, you know, because I feel in in society, and I'm sure you have heard of this many times with all your patients, someone's got some pain and then (laughs) they just want a quick fix, right? How can I have a pill or take some medication to just get rid of this pain? But now I've really understood the pain is the journey, the pain is the lesson, the pain is coming up for a reason. And the, the more you stay present with it, the more you go into it, allow it to unfold, the, the quicker it's gonna go really when you allow for that process to, to happen. And I'm just wondering with pains around the teeth, pains around the mouth, around the throat, I know that you look at things holistically um, but I'm just curious for you to dive into the teeth a little bit more, maybe specific teeth that mean different things or diff- I'm curious to see whether are difference between women and men in terms of the pain they have, like, I don't know, that's just a random question. <laughs> well, the first thing is that I find
1: people don't dare to feel their pain because they are scared that they won't be able to handle it. And I think the more you accept your pain and sit with it, the more you realize that the moment you acknowledge it, it actually passes and the fear has been bigger than the actual pain. But for that, you need to have done a lot of work to get to the point where you're not scared to go into the pain because you know you've got tools, you know, you can breathe, you can do energy healing, you can ground, you can connect, you can ask the universe for help, you'll be helped by angels, You you have enough techniques to sit with your pain and you know it'll shift and you'll be held and safe. So also my, my journey with teeth in general is, as I said, teach patients so they know how to look after themselves. But part of that is also in a roundabout sort of way, teaching them that they can deal with whatever comes up. Um, I think that's a big part of, like if you've gone through a lot of pain, you have gone through a lot of pain, I've gone through a lot of pain, physical, emotional, spiritually you need to go through these and face them and develop your own techniques to deal with them and then the moment you're not scared then people start asking you how do you deal with your pain how do you do you do this how do you do that and that's um but yeah for me always the fear of the unknown has always been bigger than actually sitting with the pain the moment you acknowledge it and sit with it it usually passes quite quickly <laughs> so that's been my my experience and um, pain and teeth okay so the less tools patients have, the more scared they are of dentistry. So usually when I have very... Okay, so I have a lot of scared patients because I'm very patient. And usually people are scared for a reason. So a lot of dentists that work in a traditional way and put metals and mercury in people's mouth or kill teeth and nerves and put stuff in there. Um, for me, that's not how I would like to be treated. And I find that a lot of my patients have developed a fear of dentists for good reason, because they haven't been treated well. On a physical level, on an emotional energetic level, the mouth is the same as your yoni, is the two biggest portals every woman has to connect with the outside world. So having been abused in the mouth, even if it's only technically, it's like sexual abuse so you can't just launch into the mouth and work there. Um, so there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fear and pain around being invaded, not being in control um, whilst being at the dentist. So A lot of my conversations with the patients at the beginning are around how can I teach them to feel in charge even though they're at the dentist, which seems for most patients a very weird concept because that's not how they've grown up. But you enter, a, it's like an agreement like you check me out, I check you out, we then decide can we work together and then we set out the how, how we want to work together, how we want to communicate so that you learn as my patient um, that you are in charge and where your boundaries are and um, th- that's a really important process in regards to the pain uh, and the fear that people, that people have around dentistry. And then what I found, but I've got no scientific research to back this up, often things that happen in the upper jaw are related to ancestors and the lower jaw that's sort of acquired in this life. And then in women, the left side, is sort of the female energy, the right sides, the male energy, different teeth hold specific, are connected to specific meridians and are therefore connected to specific energies. And then often, the teeth that break most often are the, let- the grief teeth. And then you've got like mother grief teeth or father grief teeth. And um, they often settle a lot better when family issues have been resolved. <laughs> so, so part of pain or no pain in the mouth is how well I work with a patient. Uh, but the other part is how where are they and are they prepared to shift things? And I found that Um, So I don't advertise at all. I haven't advertised ever but even with my very weird working situation of studying in Spain and coming to London every now and again and working, I'm always busy when I'm here and people somehow find me and most patients that find me somehow know who I am and they ask me to fix their teeth and I'm saying this on purpose the way I do. So they are usually aware that that the mouth is part of a huge journey Uh, And it's not just about fixing teeth, it's about addressing life and their way of dealing with life in general, because the mouth is a a vortex, is a portal, it's the main point how we take in life, Um, you know, it's how we sing, kiss, speak, It's it's the main in and out portal of the body, so if that's not clear, nothing that comes in and out can be clear. And because of the different emotions, mm. um, men and women respond differently, but it's, it's not so much, like most of my female patients are more in touch with who they are. And what tends to happen is I work in the teeth and I very gently ask very random questions. And usually, usually the women, because they have most of the time done more work, mm. Um, they'll understand more quickly. They go, ah, oh yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's the process I went through when the teeth broke or... And then the pain, by the way, in those moments, the pain disappears. It usually does the moment. This pain is like a little child, isn't it? You need to acknowledge it. And once you do, oh, I'm being seen, thank you. And then it can evaporate. But that wasn't really the answer to your question. Sorry, it feels like I've been (laughs) waffling. I I think
0: it was the answer to my question but yes I can I can totally see how the mouth it's like this portal for life for creation what is going in and also what is coming out um the way we nourish ourselves and the way we put things out in the world right even with our words the way we are speaking and yes I'm super fascinated um to hear like what you Saying about like pain and how different teeth might relate to different um, aspects of life, and I just want to share. Um, I just want to share a funny story about my own teeth. So I just remember when I was doing my ayahuasca foundation apprenticeship. So I was doing the empowerment course in Peru, and I was there for four weeks doing a lot of medicine. And I just did this ceremony oh actually i don't I don't know if it was in Peru or just another ceremony that I did maybe back at home, but I just know that my tongue during the plant medicine ceremony, my tongue just like switched on and I started checking on my teeth. It was like checking at the bag, it was like checking every tooth, making me aware of you know how dirty my teeth were and and then suddenly, I heard this message in my head it said call Catherine (laughs) and I was like oh okay (laughs) so I don't know if you were traveling in the spirit realm checking my teeth and telling me you need a dentist checkup or if my own spirit guides were telling me you need to go to the dentist but I just thought that is insane that is amazing and I feel like this is this is what what happens with you know people that are connected to the spirit world and work with plants and are healers it's like we start to even connect to a different level right
1: three things i need to say first of all (laughs) i'm very pleased i was present in your ceremony one way or the other (laughs) grandmother has an incredible awareness of teeth like I've often come out of ceremonies and very random people approach me saying, are you the dentist? And they go like, yeah. And there's like, in ceremony, I got told that you need to show you that you need to teach me how I can floss my teeth. <laughs> and I go like, OK. Or and after another ceremony, someone said this is in the middle of the jungle. I've got this bridge, and I got shown in a vision that there's decay underneath, and something is not right with the material. So when I spent three months in Peru four years ago, I originally went to do uh, voluntary dentistry in the mountains, which didn't work. I ended up spending more time in the jungle and doing dentistry in the jungle on the shamans and on and on, you know, other fellow Europeans, and that was really quite hilarious because you can't go to a normal dentist and say. I've been in an ayahuasca ceremony and the plant told me that I need to remove the bridge, you can't do that. So they were all quite pleased I was there and they could um, they could tell me what the plant had said to them about their teeth, because I don't judge things. And But in most cases, I technically understood what she meant. So in every case, every time someone said to me, she said this to me in ceremony, can you check? I completely agree with her. That's the one thing. The other thing is, this is just a general word of caution, I have never met an ayahuasca who's older than 50 who still has teeth in his mouth. So the medicine puts specific specific strain on the system uh, but that we can go in in another conversation because like, for example, I never done a ceremony without brushing and flossing my teeth beforehand. You know, like for me, this is part of the ceremony. But uh, talking about, like, I'm very pleased I appeared in your surgery uh, in your su- surgery ceremony. For me, there's no difference between surgery and ceremony. They're the same thing. Because energetically, when I do a surgery, I'm in ceremonial space. I'm completely open. I'm mm. completely connected and very present. And this leads me to the next point. Because when I do surgery or ceremony, I have this very experienced male surgeon energy around me. He's always there, like I have two doctors, I'm, I'm only a dentist, but I have like two doctors around me and the surgeon. And I often sit there. And obviously I know technically what I'm doing, but surgery is always a bit challenging. You know, you can kill someone, even if you're, if you're just a dentist. If you do really stupid things in the mouth, you can kill someone. So you have to be quite on the, on the spot. So I often find myself working around a tooth and, I can very clearly hear and feel like, oh, why don't you do this? And say, like, oh, that's a very good idea. Thank you. <laughs> so like the moment, but this is being in ceremony, isn't it? This is about being present and centered and open. And that's really magical. And we are all connected on that level.
0: And I think it's, it's, in, it's amazing because the way I visualize you working is, you know, you're clearly very well trained in in the medical proper scientific way so you're not you know what you're doing with your tools if that makes sense yeah. but then you have this capacity to hold a space for people's healings within their teeth in a sacred way where you're allowing their whole being to access healing through you and you're just there as a vessel you have your support spiritual team with you you're open for whatever needs to be released in that space and i just feel like that's so needed, and I can see the way you're working totally being the advanced way in which the industry is going to evolve into. And I, if I can do anything to support that um, industry to grow and to, you know, bring more fellow medicine people who want to learn in this way, like I'm here to support you in in any way that I can. You're amazing and you're very sweet. The way you've just described
1: how I do what I do it's been really touching. Like I wouldn't have had the I wouldn't have had the capacity for the words, but yeah, this is definitely where I'm going. And I'm glad that that's also been your experience because this is what I want to do. Like I want to hold people in my heart space so they can hear, they can cleanse whilst we rearrange things in their mouth. For me, that's totally the future. And funnily enough, since acknowledging that this is where I'm going, I've had two dentists asking me, can you teach me? And not, you know, part of it, holistic or integrative dentistry. obviously part of it is, is how to use the tools, how to do safe mercury removal, how to restore mouths without metal, how to do biological surgery. That's the technical part, but it's the energetic part that it's the who, who we are that we integrate into how we do our work. That's that's where the re, that's where the juice is and that's where the magic is and that's what people connect with. So it's the same with you, starting with the Pilates, me with the dentistry. It's the interface, you know. It's just the point where you meet the person. It's not where the work happens. On the surface, that's where the work happens, but it's not where the work happens internally. So I've 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 ummed and for years whether I really want to earn a living as a dentist because it's not who I am. But it's a very amazing way to connect with people and then help them. And then I can still be who I am. But yeah, I was thinking it would be really amazing to create a program for dentists to learn how to do the work in a holistic way. And, you know, like way above the actual technical things. And I have one student in Chiapas.
0: (laughs) Oops, I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I like muted myself. Um, yeah, I think that's that's amazing. And yeah, one of the things that I do within my work as well is I help women who consider th- themselves sensitive and who tend to suffer, you know, with anxiety and stress and things like this. I actually teach them to um, how to open themselves to these gifts that the divine feminine carries, right? Like this intuition, this ability to connect with spirit, this ability to channel and to heal others. And I think this is uh, something that women need to be activated in. And I'm not saying that men don't have this capacity. Obviously, a lot of them do, but I feel like it's more of like a feminine thing. And yeah, I think if if dentists will want to activate that feminine Um, way of working within themselves whether they're female or male you could be teaching them you know how to integrate these awakening within themselves with with then um, their career as, as a dentist who knows the practical the practical way of doing things and I think that we need more people awakening other healers in their gifts because it's something that hasn't been valued in the past right like I know many healers who are broke or who don't don't charge for their services and or like don't believe that their healing abilities can give them a proper income but I actually think that's going to change in the future more and more healers are going to become embodied and value themselves and you know be able to exchange their their gifts um, in a way that honors them and that gives them financial stability and wealth. And you no longer just need to be a lawyer or a doctor to earn a proper living, but you can also earn a proper living by by being in your own energy, in your own power within your healing gifts. And yeah, I just I just feel like conversations like this are needed for people to educate themselves on the importance of being fully activated in whatever Profession you are in, and especially if you're in 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 the healing industry, whether it is physical healing, you know, be, you're a doctor or you're a GP or you're a physician, or if you're an actual dentist or a surgeon, you know, you you could be so much more activated within yourself. And yeah, I think but this you know, is like so in needed. In Germany,
1: for example, all my GPs, none of them were just GPs. They were all, they'd studied traditional Western medicine, and they'd also studied homeopathy or traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurveda. They had bioresonance machines, and we would all like traditionally how I grew up, we would always say I had pneumonia or tonsillitis. Mm. We would always start with salt wraps around the neck or cottage cheese on the chest and only if nature couldn't help it then pharma would step in so this is this is how I grew up in Germany but like how medicine is working now you know that that's been forgotten but there's a place for everything like I've been in a situation in my life where I said hallelujah to an antibiotic and I took it after 15 years of saying oh no like I would never take antibiotics but it was I antibiotics, okay, I'm gonna take the antibiotics. So there's a place for everything. This is also something good to understand. And what that made me realize is that we are all truly bridges. Like the moment you have, a, you have what I would call a hard skill like dentistry, that's a hard skill. And I also have the soft skills. And I, I'm, I'm partly in a 3D world and I'm partly in a completely different world because I'm not really from this world and I never fit in and that's completely fine, but I can bridge the world. Yeah. And by being a bridge, that's how you help people step into their power, isn't it? Yeah. They can actually use me to go from their own stuff into their new direction.
0: Yes, I, I agree with you. Obviously, there's a place for everything. But as you said, if we can take the best of both worlds and bridge them together through, you know, this, this new awareness, that's where I'm all in, right? That's where I want to bring this information forward to create an impact.
1: Yes, and you know what about the anxiety? That's a really interesting thing because I've had a lot of young patients in their early twenties on the chair, who very quietly told me, and I suffer from anxiety. And I say to them, I'm really pleased you do. And they look at me like, what do you mean? I said, well, if you're not anxious about your future in this world, you're completely numb and dead. So (laughs) welcome, you are alive, (laughs) hallelujah. Now I just need to learn to deal with it, but it means you are not completely dead and numb. Um, But coming back to the dentistry, I find the dentistry on many levels plays an integral role in healing. And I give just a couple of examples. Imagine you have a mouthful of mercury fillings and you do a juice detox every time you swallow you swallow with all the toxins from your mouth so i find people people do a lot of detox they do a lot of self-healing and they step into their power and then the moment they dare to address the mouth it's a complete game changer so you can't you can't out meditate the heaviness of a mercury filling or the toxicity that doesn't work but the moment you reach that point of realizing that and then have them replaced, obviously in a good way. Most of my patients step through absolute portals once they have the capacity to address the mouth. It's really incredible to watch. They, they change career. You know, it's like they, they go through huge transformations the moment they have the courage to really address the mouth. It's not easy addressing the mouth. Mm. it's much easier changing hair color changing what you eat trying this doing that but actually going into the roots of things it takes a lot of courage and then also in the past like the black magicians in the middle ages they've used teeth for black magic so you know you've got you've got stem cells in your teeth and you've got blood supply in your teeth and it's in a really precious hard case so teeth are really magical. So every tooth is a vortex. So if you, if you allow to open all these vortexes that have stored so much pain, like it's, it's fairly easy to access, access pain and soft parts of the body, but to go into the heart tissues, we find that very challenging. And for most of us, teeth are not really alive. Most people think teeth are those dead things that hang in there and that you chew with. They don't see them like hair or nails or eyes or skin, but you know, they're equally alive and they breathe every time you breathe. So going into those hard, really hard encased areas and opening them up, it's like opening a a treasure trove of, of emotions that come out. But usually people have done a lot of prep work before they come to me so they can actually go through the process quite gracefully. That's what usually happens. And yeah, in my experience, of course I'm a dentist, I'm a bit biased, but in my experience, the moment people address the mouth, they, they fly afterwards. Because also if you have a layer of heavy metals here or dead teeth, how can you connect the mind and the heart? If you literally have a layer of like lead there, you know, it doesn't work. The body's not connected. You will never digest well. You will never absorb well if you have toxins in your mouth. So yeah,
0: this is a, like a it's a game changer. Like it's a game changer in the teeth. Yeah. yeah. So where where would you say for people to start with in terms of becoming more aware of their teeth, maybe how to care for their for their teeth, and if they have some issues, like where to start their their healing journey with their mouths? Right. So. For most people, cleaning
1: their teeth is an absolute chore. It's the end of the day, they're tired. It's like, God, I have to do two minutes and then I have to sit down and meditate and then I can sleep. Obviously, that's not how it works, is it? <laughs> so I have never sat down in the evening to meditate because my tooth cleaning regime is a, is a labor of self-love because obviously all the teeth are on the radians, They're all connected. So if you consciously clean one tooth at a time, you make love to your whole body. What a beautiful thing to do. So suddenly the chore of cleaning the teeth becomes a self-love practice. So that's the first thing. And then if people are very visual, um, they can visualize the tooth. It's got five surfaces like front, back, outside, inside and the chewing surface. And then you can clean like, you know, you can clean consciously all five surfaces of the teeth. I think that's the first step. If people are very kinesthetic, they will, like you, in ceremony, use the tongue. The tongue is your best friend because it tells you everything. You've got something stuck between the teeth. The tongue will tell you. It'll tell you until it bleeds. (laughs) It will tell you. Like, you can trust your tongue to tell you whether something's right or not. Um, So you can use the tongue to check the mouth. And then if you want to go on more of a journey, you know, if you can talk with your pain in your hip, you can talk with your teeth. You know, you can talk with anything in your body. So you can actually... When I ask my patients, do you like your teeth? They always look at me as if I'd asked them if they visited Venus, like they would have never thought to actually start a conversation with it, um, you know, with the mouth. So for me, the mouth is like the family home and the teeth are all the family members. So they all hang out together. They're all connected. They're all sort of in the same boat and the same house but they all have slightly different functions. So you can just speak with them. And on an emotional level, what's very obvious is that when people are angry or have a lot of fire in the system, the color of the gums change. It often goes really red because if you've got fire in the body, it shows in the gums. It shows on the tongue as well. Like if you're you're a bit damp and sluggish, you'll have a white layer on the tongue. If you're full of fire, the tongue goes really dry and red. So you can, if you're coming down with a cold, the gums will get sensitive. So, you know, these are sort of basic things. Um, And then obviously, Um, cranial osteopaths work you know a lot obviously not just with the whole body they actually work with individual teeth as well because sometimes they're not quite in the right spot they've been bashed about by dentists and braces and everything and sometimes they sort of hang a bit in there and then if you if you if you connect with them and ask them where do you want to be they dig back into place and they feel a lot better without having received dental treatment but also a good thing to do is actually having a look at the connections between the teeth and the organs via the meridians. Because if you have a toothache and a specific tooth, or you always have specific organ problems, it could be that you have a dead tooth, say on the kidney meridian, and you struggle with uh, conceiving. That's a very common thing in women who have dead front teeth that are crowned, they really struggle conceiving children um, because it's on the meridian. So I never know what was first and what followed. But if there are any physical issues or any teeth issues, look up the meridians and see how that relates. So that's the kind of thing people can do themselves at home.
0: Oh my gosh, I feel like that's so much wisdom just right there. <laughs> and um, obviously, if they are struggling with um, any further issues, they should definitely book uh, an appointment with a holistic dentist. <laughs> and if they can book an appointment with a holistic Dentist and medicine women like you that'll be even even better for them I feel <laughs> okay Catherine so um just wrapping up the conversation is there anything else that I haven't asked you about or maybe we haven't touched on yet and you would like to to say or share or speak about before we move on
1: mm-hmm. do you know how important breathing is for the teeth <laughs> Please fill me in. <laughs> no, I think that's a question you should answer, but you can see when, you look, when I look at patients, like, do you breathe through your mouth or through your nose? And they said, yeah, I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> so this is where you come in. So for me, yes, I fix teeth and I help people heal, but it's not a one-person job. You know, most of my patients I see to do, I send to do breath work, um, see nutritionists, naturopaths have cranial osteopathy. Um, so for me, the future of dentistry as well as medicine or healing in general is that. If, for me, also there's there's no hierarchy. We all have something to offer, and it's all equally important. So I think I think the future for me is that we all work together. So I would, in the long term, love to set up a set up a retreat center where everything is available. So you can have an angel channeling and physiotherapy and nutritional advice. And, you know, there's no, like, I think we need to really open the spaces and connect for everyone's benefit. And I mean, you're doing that already anyway. So if, if you encourage more people to think and interact with the world the way you do, um, then I think that'll result in naturally healthier and better mouths and happier people um yeah I think that's
0: my last thing <laughs> oh, I yeah I, I feel like as we are talking I can see it with my with my mind's eye like I, I I can just see this beautiful big center where yeah you go for healing but it's like a holistic center so you can go see your dentist and you can go check your heart and your kidneys and talk to your naturopath and talk to your medium right get a reading and that's just just, just get exactly. like yeah just get like a whole checkup it's, it's it's like a hospital but instead of a hospital more of like a yeah not not just for um fixing something that's wrong but for also like checking up all areas of your health in a beautiful way and where practitioners are exchanging and collaborating and sharing wisdom and ah, just feels amazing I want I want it to be available now please <laughs> so I can tell you the
1: plan because obviously it's on a plot of fertile land with water it's a warm climate it's a hotel it's an educational center and it's like a treatment center and then it's the dentistry with the operating theater but in my visions what I see is that my patients have like a shamanic cleansing before we even do the dentistry I can literally sm- I can see yes. them snudging my patients, me being baffled in the garden collecting herbs. They learning to make their own medicines. You know all of these things. Because also, no, no tooth, no two teeth are the same. So it's all about creating something custom made for one person. And there is no one diet for all. You know, like we all need different things at different times. And to to have a to have a space that's open enough to allow for everything. Mm. that's 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 my my ideal way of allowing people to be get in touch with who they are and then trying out different things to feel into what they need when for me that's where it's going and I'm fairly certain that whatever you are I set up will somehow be
0: collaborating absolutely <laughs> sign me up <laughs> I'm holding your vision for you like I'm just gonna make it a part of my vision board it's gonna like okay yeah I want part of this for sure it's gonna happen (laughs) yes oh how exciting how inspiring so catherine thank you thank you so much for coming onto the podcast i could speak to you for another two hours we could go into so many more different topics and i'm sure you'll be back in the podcast soon um can you share with us how can listeners connect with you how can they find you what's the best way to reach out to you
1: Right, so I have a very technical dental website where none of the feathers and the palo santo and the crystals are being mentioned. (laughs) And it's called Mariposa Dental. Um, If you Google Holistic Dentist London, I usually come up, but the website is Mariposa Dental. Uh, You can, my LinkedIn profile gives a bit more all-round information. It's not just the dentistry. Um, you can email me under one drhuzzleman at gmail.com that's my work email address um, or find me on Instagram I post photos of chocolates plants and my kittens <laughs> and I'm hootsie puts on Instagram so all, all those ways most likely best is an email address is the email address and then if people email that's usually easiest for me to communicate and by the way I, I've also started doing uh, remote cranial work. I do remote like hypnosis and meditation with patients, because I also do Zoom consultations. Because if I have a panoramic x-ray and I speak with a person, I have their medical history, there's a lot we can, we can discuss before I even see them. And I have a patient in Canada and I can't physically treat her, but I can at least advise her what kind of dentist to find, what she needs to look out for, what kind of treatment she has, so you know there's even even though any of your listeners might not be in London where I'm now, also I don't think I'll be just in London. I can see myself working in many different places um, so there's always ways of communicating and picking my brains and getting advice even though you might not be able to come for treatment directly. so there was always always options of um, getting information out of me or you know seeing me for treatment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, we will link all this info to the show notes. And yeah, I mean, I connect with you whenever something comes up about my teeth or about any any other topics. So just, hello, Catherine. What do you What do you know about this medicine? What do you know about this tree? And then you just share your wisdom, and it's always amazing. You always have um, an amazing way to connect people with one another, and Yeah, I'm just so appreciative of our friendship and to having met you. And I feel so okay with myself when I'm with you. I feel like I can be me. I can rest, you know, and have these magical conversations. So thank you, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me
1: because speaking with another magical medicine woman, you know, that's amazing like I can't create this much magic on my own this is what happens between us you can pick my wisdom because when both our energy fields meet it becomes so much bigger that I can access much more wisdom than I can on my own so it's not me talking like you know we both channel as we speak so it's not a it's always a two-way yeah it's an amazing interaction Yes. And I love having you in my life too. I'm very, very great. Even though we met in
0: quite a sterile setting, <laughs> it doesn't take much. I went, I went in for a dentist appointment and then you were like, mm, do you want a chocolate? And I was like, yes, please. Can I have one of those medicinal chocolates? Yeah, it was, it was magical. But yeah, I'm looking forward to staying connected and continuing to learn from you. Yes, likewise. I'm learning from you
1: too. It's great. I'm very grateful you invited me because every time you ask me questions, I'm learning something too. (laughs) So that's the best thing. No, wonderful. I'm really, really happy for you. You look like, you know, you're on a very empowering path. So just looking at how you make your life decisions and how you move on from there, that is also embodied wisdom, isn't it? So you just with being who you are setting up a podcast where you don't have a structure where it's not every Tuesday but you trust your own cycle your own intuition your own wisdom and you take it as it comes you know that makes you a
0: pretty good teacher yourself thank you thank you that's that's the plan to just follow my own intuition and just yeah just reclaim my sovereignty and my power Yes, and that's that's
1: how you encourage other people, isn't it? Because that means you embody your own wisdom. And then no one can mess with your ideas. If you're in your truth and in your power, you make your own decisions and then life becomes very interesting.
0: Uh. <laughs> All right, Catherine. Well, thank you so much for coming and we you. will speak very soon. I'm pretty sure we will. <laughs> Have a lovely day and thank you. Okay, so there you have it, a beautiful, inspiring and magical conversation with Dr. Catherine Hasselman. I hope that this non-conventional conversation has inspired you and awakened some things within you and got you thinking about different ways of looking at the world. And I hope that these Conversation is helping you in some way in you walking your own awakening journey. So, please, if you love this conversation, I would very much appreciate you leaving me a five star review on iTunes and also for you to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from this content. If you are on Instagram, Share this podcast there on your Instagram stories and tag me at Breath Chica and join the conversation. Let me know what you think of this space, what you think of the topics we're bringing into the space, and whether there's anything else that we can support you with at this time. Again, thank you so much for being here. I love you all, and I hope that whatever you are in the world, you're having a beautiful, beautiful day. I hope to see you in the next episode.